Let the state of Massachusetts show you the money. Your money at findmassmoney.com. The Mass State Treasury has over $3 billion in unclaimed property. Some of it could be yours. Maybe you have a bank account you forgot about. Maybe it's shares of stock or an old paycheck you somehow forgot to pick up. Look and look again because the list of people with money coming to them is updated all the time. Finding your money is fast, free, and easy to do at findmassmoney.com. The home of the Rivs, the Sports Hub. Three receivers right, one left. Jones backs up in the pocket, stands in, surveys, backs up, backs up, bouncing on his feet, throws it right toward the corner of the end zone. Ford makes the catch! Touchdown, Patriots! Matt Jones to Kendrick Bourne, a five-yard touchdown, 22-12 at the time. That was a nice throw by Mac Jones. It's brought to you by Win Waste Innovations. Win Waste Innovations, the official waste recycling services provider for Gillette Stadium and the New England Patriots. Visit win-waste.com today to get them on your team. Shaw's Patriots postgame show with Jim Murray. Joe Murray, welcome in. Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, Greg. Uh, and with that touchdown to Bourne, why don't we start with this? Because he has his best game uh, today. He was a Patriots, six receptions, 100 yards. That touchdown you hear right there. He was good. Like, Kendrick Bourne makes plays. And if I'm the owner, and didn't he already, if, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Robert Kraft say something along these lines like week two, week three? Well, I would like to see Kendrick Bourne, or alluded to he would like to see Kendrick Bourne play more. Mm-hmm. If I'm Robert Kraft, that's the, there's many questions to be asked to the coaching staff and Bill Belichick, but that one, after watching that today, why isn't Kendrick Bourne playing more? Can you explain that to me? Yeah, I mean, look when the when the books and articles are you know five ten years from now are, are written about this chapter in Patriots history, um, probably you know one of the darkest in, in Bill Belichick's tenure. Uh, what went on with Kendrick Bourne from last season into this year uh, will probably be one of the juiciest chapters. I, I don't have an answer for you. I mean, I think. Uh, I was ranting and raving about it on Felger and Maz on Tuesday about how Tyquan Thornton played 60 snaps against the Raiders and Kendrick Bourne only got 11. I thought that was ridiculous at the time. I thought it was ridiculous that Kendrick Bourne only got one target in the first half, was barely on the field. You know, once the game was basically out of reach and they, they had, you know, no recourse but to just go for it, he finally gets on the field and what do you know? The quarterback starts going to you know one of his favorite targets, and they find a little magic, and you know look what happens. Um, they actually looked like a somewhat decent offense in the second half. Um, I just think it's utterly ridiculous that this has happened. But you know you look at the track record of specifically the offensive coordinator of this team, and and how he alienated some players in Detroit. Um, this is right out of his playbook to, you know, for whatever reason, if he said something or, I don't know, just get in the doghouse. And it happened time and time again with key guys in Detroit. Um, You know, Darius Slay, Glover Glover Quinn, guys on the defensive side that basically had no more futures there. And it's just, it's sad. I mean, you know, when you got Tyquan Thornton out there, and look, he's a rookie, he's trying his hardest, I understand. But, you know, when he's, when he's only catching like, I think it was like one of three targets. Yeah, one of three targets for eight yards drops a potential huge play that was right there in the breadbasket. And meanwhile, Kendrick Bourne is just sitting over there watching. It's just one of those things when you look at this team and this offense this season, you just say, 
this is utterly ridiculous. What the hell are we doing? And I hope that Robert Kraft asks those questions after the season. Hey, Greg, uh, there's all, always the who to blame, right, after the game. Um, <laughs> I think it's the players. Um, I think in back-to-back games, their best player has uh, lost the game for them. Uh, your thoughts on what you saw on the goal line there on the Ramondre Stevenson fumble? Well, I don't uh, I don't fault the Patriots for the way that they played it. I'm sure a lot of people be saying, you know, you're getting too cute, trying to run out the clock, uh, you know, not thinking about a touchdown. You know, I'm sorry, but this is the National Football League. And when you get in that circumstance, you have to manage the, the game. And the call there was, especially once the Bengals burned their final timeout, was to, you know, if you score, fine. But you gotta you got to run the ball, or at least you, you can't stop the clock because you don't want to leave Joe Burrow and all those guys uh, time to win the game. It's the same as if Tom Brady was on the other sideline. You know, in his prime, you have to manage the game. The Patriots were in perfect position to basically walk off with a victory, which left it, you know, even if you got the fourth down, either they're winning the game or they're losing the game. But the bank, we're not letting Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins have a chance to win this game. And that they didn't come through, to me, is it speaks more to just the overall lack of execution with this entire outfit, this entire season. And this this isn't just this season. This goes back to, um, you know, you could go back to the end of Brady, but really, you know, the Cam Newton year last year, Damian Harris had a huge fumble in the same circumstances against the Dolphins. Um you know, there's a reason why these things keep happening to the Patriots is because, you know, I don't think they're all that talented and I don't think they're all that well coached anymore. And things aren't as buttoned up as they used to be around here, and that's why bad things happen. Greg, yeah, it looked better in the second half, and that can happen when you get crazy breaks, bounces, things go your way. What did you what did you make of the way that they came out to start this game on both sides of the ball? Uh, I thought it was pretty horrific. Um it didn't look like the Patriots were ready to play this game. I mean, you know, you couldn't get an easier opening drive than the Bengals had. And and um, I, I was a bit surprised the way that they came out, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, it's Belichick's sort of MO where, you know, they're just going to play not to give up huge plays and hope that the other team screws up, which the Bengals ended up doing at times in the game. Uh, the two Burrow um, interceptions – um, certainly come to mind. But I thought, considering the conditions and things like that, I thought it was ripe for sort of, hey, let's let's clamp down on them in the short area, take away, because the Bengals do like to do a lot of you know quick passes to the running backs, the wide receivers, get people spread out and just sort of pick you apart. And I thought that the Patriots would come out and, and sort of have an emphasis on that and basically say, like, look, if you're going to beat us, beat us over the top. And they might have done that. They did it at times, but uh, I thought they were way too relaxed. I didn't think the defensive approach was good. They tightened it up in the second half, obviously. Um, But, uh, you know, I didn't think that was good in the offense. I mean, you know, look, this is what they do every week. So that that was not a surprise. All right, more with Greg Bedard of Austin Sports Journal coming up after the headlines with Joe Murray. First, though, we need to pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Safety Insurance. 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Sports Hub. Sports Hub headlines. 
Patriots lose today 28-18. to They came back, though, down from 22 at the half. They're now 7-8 and on the season, but Mac Jones threw two touchdown passes. One to Kendrick Bourne, the other to Jacoby Myers. Also, Marcus Jones had a pick six, but it wasn't enough for Andre Stevenson. Fumbled on the goal line when they were down four with a chance to go ahead. They lose the game. They'll play Miami next week and finish off the season against Buffalo. Your NFL scoreboard right now in the third quarter. The 49ers have a 14-7 lead over the over Washington. And the Eagles, they lead the Cowboys 20-17 at halftime. Earlier today, the Bills clinched the AFC East. They win 35-13 over the Bears. Saints get a 17-10 win over the Browns. Chiefs 24, uh, Seahawks 10, Vikings 27-24 over the Giants. It was the Panthers 37, Lions 23. And the Ravens get a 17-9 win over the Falcons. And the Texans, they get their second win of the season. They beat the Titans 19-14. Titans now 7-8. They also lose Ryan Tannehill for the year. There is one game tonight, Raiders and the Steelers. Headlines, they are brought to you by Valvoline and Oil Change. They want to help prepare your car for all your road trips and offer completely contactless service with their 15-minute drive-thru service. You don't even need to make an appointment. Visit GavinOilChange.com for a coupon to save on your next oil change. I'm Joe Murray Moore with Greg Bernard after this on the Safety Insurance 98 Father Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, the best defender in the game against engine wear, provides 15-minute drive-through oil changes and touchless service for busy people. Go to getanoilchange.com to save 15% on your entire invoice and your 15-minute drive-through oil change. Print out the coupon or pull it up on your mobile device. That's getanoilchange.com. Sitting at home binge-watching lately? Viewer discretion advised. You may now be sitting on a gold mine. In just two years, median home values increased by almost 30%. But without the proper insurance, that value could be lost. Talk to an independent agent about safety insurance. Get the peace of mind that comes from knowing you're truly protected. No matter what, ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life storms. The holidays are for making memories, and Honda can help. Whether it's hauling presents in a Ridgeline, going sledding in a Pilot, or traveling in a Passport or CRV. Make memories during Happy Honda Days. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda CRV, 2.9% APR on a 2022 Passport or 2023 Bridgeline, and a 1.9% APR on a 2022 Pilot. Brought to you by your local New England Honda dealers. See dealer for financing details. Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosie, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays ready for every call, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea right next to me in the booth. No matter the game conditions, Bigelow tea always tastes great, and that's why it's the first play I call in my game day routine. New England fans refuse to settle for anything less than the best, and when it comes to my tea, settling is not an option. So join me, New England, and grab a mug full of Bigelow and tea proudly. At Shaw's, they're perfecting the art of fresh. From mouth-watering marbled beef to grill-ready ribs and succulent steaks for any occasion, whether you shop in-store or online. The Shaw's hometown butchers expertly hand-cut and trim your meat right in-house. Crave variety? Shaw's also offers a broad selection of grass-fed, organic, and plant-based favorites. Special orders are welcome, and they're happy to answer any questions you may have. Just ask. Shop for fresh, delicious meats in-store or online. Shaw's. Quality you can taste. Drinking and driving ruins lives. If you or a loved one is struggling with alcohol or drug use, AdCare can help. Your path to recovery begins at AdCare. Call 1-800-ALCOHOL. That's 1-800-ALCOHOL. Norman, before we start the surgery, I have some bad news. What is it, doctor? 
Well, I never graduated from med school. But the good news is, it's the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale. Now hurry, because new Xfinity customers can get 400 megabit internet for just $30 a month for two years with no annual contract when they add Xfinity Mobile. And this will get your heart rate up. For a limited time, you'll get $500 back when you add a second mobile line. I gotta get this deal. Plus, get the best price when you get unlimited data on both lines. That's amazing, Doc. I know. I don't want to miss this deal. Let's reschedule. Doc? Doc? Drop everything and get to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale now through January 10th. Go to Xfinity.com slash Hello 2023. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After term, regular rates apply. Xfinity Internet required for Xfinity Mobile. Compares Xfinity Unlimited intro to lowest price 5G plans of top three carriers. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Moya Moya disease is a common cause of stroke in children. Hi, this is Jacoby Myers, and this season, for every New England first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Moya Moya is a serious disease, but Credit Union's Kids at Heart believe that research is hope and that every child deserves a healthy and happy future. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. The First Downs to Fight Moya Moya Disease campaign is generously supported by RTN Federal Credit Union and St. Anne's Credit Union of Fall River. Eastern Propane and Oil has been committed to fueling hometown heroes since 1932. With their hometown hero program, Eastern provides discounts on oil, propane, and service repairs to active duty military, veterans, and first responders. Visit Eastern.com to learn more. Eastern Propane and Oil, committed to serving those who serve. Toucher and Rich, morning 6 to 10 on the Sports Hub. Jones in the gun, Stevenson to his left, Bourne and Thornton left, Myers and Washington right. Mac Jones, left foot forward. Bennett at the waist takes the snap. A give to Ramadre Stevenson. Runs it up the middle. Pushed back. Swarmed under. And tackled at the 8-yard line. Ball came loose. The ball came loose. The Bengals say they have it. They do. Got the ball. I was trying to make something happen. Probably doing, you know, more than I was supposed to do. Probably should have just went down. But ultimately, he took the ball from me and I fumbled. Did you think you had forward progress on that? I mean, it don't really matter what I think. They called a fumble. They were they recovered the ball. So, whatever they call. Just playing through to the whistle. Yeah, just playing through the whistle. I don't think the I don't know if the whistle was blown or not. Regardless, I dropped the ball and you know turned the ball over. Ramondre Stevenson fumbling the ball with 105 remaining. It looked like the Patriots were going to go in, but ball on the ground. The Patriots rip your hearts out again. Final Bengals 22, Patriots 18. Stevenson. Decent enough day in the team. They ran for 61 yards. That is your rushing update brought to you by your New England Ford dealers, the 2023 F-150 trucks. They're on the way. When you custom order your F-150 now, you're going to lock in your price and lock in your interest rate. Back here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, a Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. So just on that again and back to what Joe said in your first segment, is Ramondre Stevenson now two straight weeks? Like he's made these boneheaded plays, trying to do too much. Like he just, you know, using his own words. Is are these guys like? Do you think he's almost mentally lost too? Because there was even on that last drive that they had after the, the Bengals punted away, Greg. There was one that Mac Jones threw right to him, and he just misplayed the ball, kind of clanged off his hands. I just, I, I wonder if he's these guys have kind of like lost their minds at this point. Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's a valid point, and and Jim, I think it comes, you know, sort of from. You know, when you don't, when you don't believe in sort of the, the leadership and what you guys are doing, I think, you know, guys try to do a little bit, um, too much. I mean, if the Patriots, uh, believed in their coaching and the plan and what they were doing, they would just be like, all right, all I have to do, you know, 
these coaches know what they're doing. I just need to execute. And, and as long as I do that, then we're going to be fine. And that's what you saw for year after year here. And I just think that um, this season, I think you see guys pressing a little bit too much, feeling that they they have to make a play. They have to do something a little bit out of structure for uh, the Patriots to, you know, produce much of anything on offense. And, it, and, you know, in some ways it's a shame because, you know, I think, you know, whether you're talking about Ramondre Stevenson or Jacoby Myers or, you know, whoever, I mean, you know, these are good football players and they're good dependent of, dependable football players. But uh, I think they're a little bit out of their element now. Hey, Greg, I really liked your analysis last week when it came to, Mac Jones and, you know, him going back at the coach when he doesn't perform as well. Uh, he was a no-show in the first half and finally had a couple of things go his way in the second half. I wanted to get your thoughts on, was it a fumble uh, when he tossed it forward with his left hand? And your thoughts also on him tripping Eli Apple. It was a dirty play. He's done it before. Apple said it himself. Your thoughts on that? Uh, so, I... I missed that play. I, I, I rewound the TV copy. Uh, maybe I missed a replay or whatnot. I'm sure I did. Uh, but I, I didn't see it. Um, yeah, I did find it interesting that Mac Jones was called for a personal foul on that, and I, that that wouldn't be surprising. Uh, I did not think he fumbled uh, because the ball went forward. Um, but, you know, who the hell knows with officiating um, these days, um, you know, what some of the things are called. I mean, I even think – they could have ruled Ramondre Stevenson's forward progress stopped. Um, but, you know, I guess they didn't, and we heard that out of the pool report. Um, as far as Mac Jones, um, you know, I didn't see much open for him in the first half. Um, and again, uh, you know, there are just things structurally wrong with this offense. And, and I know there are some people out there who, you know, probably – um, banging their head on their steering wheel or whatnot, and saying that I'm making excuses for Mac Jones. Uh, I'm really trying not to, and you know whatever the film says, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. But I'm just telling you live, and and something you know, watching the Bengals film this week, something that really you know sort of hit home for me was, you know, you just see the difference when you watch their offense, and this is an offense that they've all been in for multiple years. Um, this is the same coach that Joe Burrow has had since he came into the league, same offense. And these guys are now at a comfort level where, for the most part, and they screwed some things up today, but you know they, they have belief in what they're doing. They know where they're going to be. The timing and spacing is right. I mean, just look at today. Hunter, they lost both tight ends today because of the, how inept their passing offense is. Jonu Smith runs into Hunter Henry. That should not happen, ever. And then... There's three guys in the same area when Johnu Smith gets popped. That should not happen. So, you know, if anybody questions, you know, how good this passing offense is and whether it's, it's you know, Mac Jones or the passing offense, I mean, just look at those two plays. I mean, it, that should not happen in an NFL passing offense, and yet it repeatedly happens week after week with this team. It's just today it cost them two of their better players. Hey, Greg, just to follow up to that, I know you didn't see the play, but if I told you that he tripped Eli Apple after the fumble, um, would, and obviously we saw what happened last week against Chandler Jones, do you think that's him trying to make a statement based off what happened last week? 
Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. I, I would say that. <laughs> I was trying to know, get a real Mac, good quote out of you, Greg, on that one. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, I, I would think that I would think that Mac Jones, uh, after hearing all the crap that he got last week, which I do think is a little bit unfair. I mean, it's not like if, if he did that when Chandler Jones was like had like a five or ten yard run off. It li- literally he went from watching the play to somebody's throwing it to me to Chandler Jones catches it about two yards in front of me, and now I gotta tackle him while he's stiff arming me. Uh, that was a tough play for anybody, and Julian Edelman and all those guys could say what they want. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that, yeah, I think this was probably an example of Mac Jones hearing some of the criticism, and he said, well, you know, you guys want me to fight and kick and trip? There you go. Anything stick out to you with any of the post-game press conferences, whether it was Mac Jones, some of the assorted players, Bill Belichick himself? Because the one thing that did to me is that, you know, many of them were saying, okay, we fought to the end. All right, I mean, you did spot the team 22 points in the first half, and I thought they were bad on both sides of the ball. Like, is that – I find it kind of weird. that Are they going to try to use this as, like, some sort of springboard in the final couple of games? Because, again, like, they, the way this thing ended, Greg, like, that's indicative of who they are. They've been sloppy, poorly coached, uh, bad with the ball at times. Um, you know, like, I, I hear this stuff, and it's like, okay, I guess you're trying to you know, put a good face on it. But I don't know. Like, do you feel like they're just trying to – they're in spin mode right now? Uh, it's a really good question. I mean, normally when you hear guys saying the same sort of thing, somebody has said that in the locker room before they go in front of the media. And, I mean, good Lord, I hope Bill Belichick isn't going into that locker room and telling players, like, you know, really good job fighting to the end because, you know, they're professional football players. That's what they should do, especially where when they wear the uniform of the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick. I never expect one of their teams just to – roll over like a lot of other teams would I mean I do give them some credit for how they fought in the second half because they really could have if this team was really all that fractured they really could have just tossed in a towel and started making plans for the offseason but you know they fought and, and gave themselves a chance to win this game so I do give them you know a little bit of credit I just hope that you know it's not something that Bill Belichick is is using to illustrate to the team that they're headed in the right direction. I mean, you know, perhaps they could use it as a springboard. If anything, I'm hoping that they use sort of the uh, throw caution to the wind with the passing offense to just say, let's just go down swinging, which they didn't do against Buffalo, which which I thought one of the most egregious things this season. All right, one more segment to go with Greg Bedard. If you want to join us, 617-779-0985. Any leftover thoughts you have uh, as the Patriots had a chance, and they blew it again. They lost the Bengals today 22-18. to More coming up here in the Safety Insurance. 98.5 is Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Hey fans, Peerless Portals is here to assist you with your vital heat and hot water heating needs. Don't wait until it's too late and you have a leaking mess in the middle of winter. Learn more and find local installers today at PeerlessBoilers.com. And remember, Peerless Boilers, America's best built boilers. Hey, it's Hardy for Where's Woody? Bold coastal style sportswear. Born on the Cape with a California vibe, but made right here in Boston. And they give back 3% of every sale to a great cause, type 1 diabetes. Their hats, their quarter zips, their hoodies, perfect for any season. W-E-A rswoody.com I'm Bob Sosie, the voice of New England football. And if you want to know how my voice stays in peak condition, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea. It's an essential part of my daily routine. Bigelow tea. Grab a mug and tea proudly. 
Grocery shopping will never be the same thanks to Shaw's Drive Up and Go. Imagine grocery shopping without ever getting out of your car. Just shop online at Shaw's.com or on the Shaw's Deals and Delivery app and they'll do the shopping and bagging for you. Then just head to the store and they'll bring your order right to your car. Plus, you can still earn and redeem your For You grocery rewards. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Convenient delivery options available too. Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh. People who can work from home seem to love it, as do their pets. You know who else loves it? Cyber criminals. Home servers are almost always less secure than those at the office. Protect yourself with cyber coverage from Safety Insurance. It covers data restoration, data recreation, system restoration, and more. Perfect if your current security system isn't getting the job done. Ask an independent agent about Safety Insurance. We'll help you manage life storms, even the cyber kind. The holidays are for making memories, and Honda can help. Whether it's hauling presents in a ridgeline, going sledding in a pilot, or traveling in a passport or CRV. Make memories during happy Honda days. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda CRV, 2.9% APR on a 2022 Passport or 2023 Bridgeline, and a 1.9% APR on a 2022 Pilot. Brought to you by your local New England Honda dealers. See dealer for financing details. We've been through a lot of changes together over the past couple of years. It's been hard, but your finances don't have to be. Rockland Federal Credit Union wants to make banking easier for you. Free checking at a rock-solid local credit union is a good place to start. With so much uncertainty, you should know your bank isn't costing you money. Open a free checking account with Rockland Federal Credit Union at rfcu.com. That's rfcu.com. Rockland Federal Credit Union. Our legacy, our future. Federally insured by NCUA up to $250,000 and additionally insured by... For years, the New England Patriots have counted on the union electrical workers of IBEW 103 and the companies of the NECA Electrical Contractors Association to build, wire, and power Gillette Stadium. IBEW 103 union members and the NECA workforce are proud to power 98.5 The Sports Hub and the New England Patriots, providing the most professional and reliable electrical telecom and security system services. Visit thepowerprofessionals.com for a contractor near you. IBEW Local 103 and the NECA Contractors Association, the ones who get it done. Powering the Patriots, powering your next project. Hey, this is Bob Sosi here to tell you that Idea Painting is your number one choice for residential and commercial concrete coating services. Their team of professionals use the latest materials and techniques to deliver beautiful results that will last. Coatings can be applied to garages, basements, patios, driveways, and even pool decks. All coatings take only one day to install. You can get back to using your space in just 24 hours. To learn more and to schedule your concrete coating installation, visit IdeaConcreteCoatings.com and receive $100 off installation when you tell them Bob Sosi sent you. Rising energy costs will challenge homeowners for the foreseeable future. Call Devlin Energy and say goodbye to expensive electric bills forever. Call 800-818-5641. That's 800-818-5641 or devlinenergy.com to get a quote. Devlin Energy, the most trusted solar company in New England. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage built his very own distillery. Since then, he's won double gold at the World Spirits Competition, the Chairman's Trophy for the World's Best Vodka Tonic, and many others. Tito's Handmade Vodka is distilled from corn and is gluten-free. Visit titosvodka.com. The only place to hear the game, the Sports Hub. Harris nabs it back, bro. Quick throw right, caught by Chase. Gets away from Jim. Oh! He fumbled it. it. It's recovered by New England. And Marcus Jones has it. Jamar Chase tried to move inside of Matt Judon off the catch. The ball stripped loose. Marcus Jones recovering. Shake it up on the play. But the Patriots will have it at the Bengals 43. 
The Marcus Jones fumble recovery. That's where I thought, oh, they're winning this game. But all for naught. But another turnover today for the Patriots. They forced three. Avidia Bank partnering with New England Safety Adrian Phillips for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West to provide youth development, education, prevention, social, athletic, and recreation programs to at-risk children and teens. Avidia Bank donating $1,000 every defensive interception or turnover that Adrian and the defense make up to $30,000. Again, the Patriots forcing three turnovers today, so it's another $3,000 donated to the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West for a total of... $24,000 so far this season. Sean's Patriots post-game show final segment with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. And if nothing else, look, there's not many silver linings, Greg, from this season, but Marcus Jones certainly is one of them. I mean, he'll score any way, shape, or form. Offense, special teams, and defense with a pick six today, and he falls on that fumble today. So, at least a silver lining there-ish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no question. Uh, Marcus Jones has done a, a tremendous job this season. I would say he's probably a little bit ahead of schedule, um, you know, as far as how much they've needed him to play. Uh, but I think he's shown that he's dynamic with this, with the ball in his hand, and he does a pretty good job on defense. He had a almost an impossible matchup today against T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins is six foot four. Uh, Marcus Jones is about five ten, five nine. And Higgins, you know, had had his way with the Patriots for the most part. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, going forward, I hope the Patriots have some more options at cornerback and they look at, you know, maybe Marcus Jones is more of an offensive player. I just think he's, he's that dynamic and, and brings something different than a lot of other guys. I mean, you know, I think it'd be kind of cool to see him in the backfield on third down uh, a lot more than some other people and, and could make them a little bit more dangerous. Hey, just to follow up on Marcus Jones, uh, what do you think about the play that was controversial last week? I mean, you're playing a quarters defense. He let someone get behind him. Today, I agree. He had a tough matchup. He led the team in tackles today. Um, and I like your thoughts on maybe him going to uh, to play offense, but was was that part of the game plan today for, for the Bengals was to go at Jones, go at Jones, and what happened to them in the second half? Uh, I think I think it was part of the game plan. I mean, I think it was a good job by the Bengals, um, you know, actually looking at matchups and attacking that. Imagine that. Um, imagine what, you know, a real <laughs> offensive coach and quarterback um, can come up with. Uh, you know, in the second half, you know, I thought the Bengals were fine. I mean, you know, the look, the Ing- – who was it? Ingram? I forget. The, the kid who dropped Irwin. He had two touchdowns. Irwin. 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 Yeah, I mean – he dropped a touchdown that was right there, and that would have, you know, the game would have been over at that point. Um, you know, I thought that that Burrow was uh, there were some communication issues. I thought that the first interception in the red zone, I thought that was, you know, I think it was Tyler Boyd just stopped his route, and Devin McCourty, you know, good for him, he read it right, he was right there for it. But I think Burrow expected Boyd to keep going, um, and he didn't. And then the other interception, the pick six, the Patriots came with an all-out blitz, and I think Burrow was expecting Jamar Chase to sort of hitch up his route there um, and, you know, make it sort of a jump ball, and he just kept going. Like, he didn't know there was a blitz going on. That was a bad job by the receiver. I, you know, I, looking at, you know, what the Bengals had to say after the game, they just basically said that they shot themselves in the foot um, too many times, you know, too many miscues, and I thought that one in the end zone – uh, was the biggest one. And, you know, if you're a Patriots, you're worried because it just seems like everybody, starting with the Raiders last week with the Waller touchdown, um, they are just 
peppering the middle of the field of this Patriots team in the red zone, and so they got to figure that out. So, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned, too, the Hunter Henry injury. You know, the for those that don't think it's about the coaching, this one I'm with you 100% on. Like, yeah, the players are complicit in some way, shape, or form, Greg, but that one in particular, like, you know, I've heard you talk about lack of spacing, bad routes that these guys are running. I mean, that was an absolute clown show. It's 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 two tight ends running into each other. What, your best tight end getting injured on that play, like, Again, now we're like we're into week sixteen here. How does this keep happening? How is it not improved in any way, shape, or form? And it, I now I'm like for the second straight week at least. I'm asking like, what do they practice during the week, if at all? I I agree with you. I mean, it's where I was with the Raiders, and after you know watching some of the routes that were run, you know, in the spacing issues. I mean, like you know when the when the Patriots had that final when they were um, when they were trying to get the 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 field goal at the end of the game and you know they sort of stalled out on the first down the first play that they ran they had the right play call for what the what the Raiders were running with a Tampa 2 defense and they had Hunter Henry like Mac Jones wanted to go to Hunter Henry the problem was is that Tyquan Thornton was way too close and didn't didn't draw the linebacker in the middle of the field like that play is designed to do and now Mac Jones all of a sudden looks at it and there's no spacing now and so he's got to eat it and you know he runs into trouble you see that time and time again on film with this team and and it's just I, I don't know what they're practicing it, it leads me to believe that you know some of the coaches I mean I think Nick Kelly's a good coach I do think you know Troy Brown uh, you know there's been a drop-off with the receivers there's no doubt about that I mean how good of a coach is he we know he's a good guy and a really good football player, but that doesn't mean everybody's a good coach. And, you know, even on the Johnny Smith trade play, Kendrick Bourne is right there. And that's why that, that defender was there to pop Johnny Smith in the head because Kendrick Bourne was right there in the same area. Ramondre Stevenson was right there too. Like it's just, you watch this. I know people are frustrated with Mac Jones in the passing offense, but you see these miscues like that time and time again on film and they just, it, it, it's just not there. The, the, the scheme, the execution, nothing. Yeah, and Bill was uh, definitely frustrated with special teams coach uh, on the sideline. It's very visible on uh, television. Just before we go, uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien emerging as an option uh, to become the Patriots offensive coordinator. Of course, the report came from Ian Rappaport. I know he spent time here and in Alabama. Um, it, what Are you hearing anything about that? Uh, nothing new. I, I, I will say... Um, you know, knowing some of the parties involved, um, I don't know who Bill's Billy's agent is, but uh, I find curious about that report is that first of all, Bill O'Brien um, would prefer that his name not be mentioned. Like he he doesn't he in general he doesn't like to offend anybody, especially the Patriots. I mean, because you know, look at it from. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge's perspective. I mean, the, the season's not even finished out. And, you know, these kind of reports might lead to those people thinking like, oh, well, O'Brien's coming after our job or he's campaigning for, uh, for, for our job. And, and O'Brien's just not t- that type of person. And he would, he would never do that. Um, so to me, that leads me to believe that it's not from O'Brien's camp. Um, and so that leads to the question, where is it coming from? And I don't know anything. I'm just telling you. I'm, 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 you know, doing a little talk radio here. Um, I know this is more Felger and Maz's uh, realm, but <laughs> you know, you could make, you could draw sort of, sort of lines to say, 
maybe this is ownership putting pressure on Belichick, or maybe ownership is talking to Bill O'Brien and you know trying to to go that sort of route. So it's as with everything with this team at this point. Uh, things are about to get very interesting around here. Well, could you blame them? And we'll wrap with this, Greg. I mean, if you're in the shoes of Robert Kraft, Robert and Jonathan Kraft, and you know, national television, you know, you have the quarterback losing his mind. You're losing these games. You have this embarrassment last week in a game that gets flexed out. Now, a uh, Patriot fan attending his first Patriots game, you know, goes viral. He's attending that game last week, getting lit up by some vile pig of a Raiders fan, and Robert Kraft doing uh, you know, the thing that he typically does, like he's good in these moments. Hey, you know what? Fly in, come to Gillette Stadium, watch this game. First half debacle, come back, and they lose the way that they lose again because of just foolishness and sloppiness with the football and the way that they've looked all year. Like, this has to, if you're him, you're like, I, I, you know what? Even if you're speculating on that, can you blame him if it is that? Like, he's floating this out there, like, changes need to be made? Um, no, I think it's, uh, you know, the, the Belichick craft dynamic is, you know, very interesting. And there's a lot that is unsaid or, you know, that Belichick doesn't want to engage in and Kraft also doesn't want to step on his toes, especially during a season when they're still mathematically alive. But, you know, if you're Robert Kraft and you want change, real change in the offseason, and, you know, talking to a couple people today around the team, um, you know, I think my impression is, and things could change, you never know, but that Mac Jones is safe, that Mac Jones is the quarterback of this team. And, uh, you know, could could this be Kraft sending messages to Belichick, preemptive mes- messages, so that he comes ready with some answers after the season? Yeah, I think you could, you could say that. All right, Greg, that's going to do it uh, for your stint here uh, for this postgame. I want to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Good luck uh, breaking down the film of this. I'm sure that first half is going to be uh, giving you a headache pretty quickly. Uh, but I can't wait. It's a quite a Christmas gift awaiting me. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, Greg. That's the coal in your All stocking, right. Greg. All right. Uh, talk to you uh, next Merry time. Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. And go uh, read uh, the insight and more on this game, courtesy of Greg, at bostonsportsjournal.com. Hey, guys. Billy Costa here. Listen, there might be some cash waiting for you at findmassmoney.com. And if you've checked before, you need to check again. The Mass State Treasury has over $3 billion in unclaimed property. I looked and there was money with my name on it. And what's a better feeling than finding money just in time for the holidays, too? The list is always being updated with forgotten bank accounts, old shares of talk, money that might be yours. So go to findmassmoney.com.